0: Welcome, coaches. Thank you for tuning in to Keep Your Pads Down. We are the podcast for all things defensive line play, and this is episode number forty, our final episode of 2019. Yeah, that's right. As I mentioned last week, we are taking a few weeks off for the holidays, but don't worry, we'll be back Monday, January sixth, with brand new episodes for you to help you get better this off season. So, in the meantime. Subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and then go back and check out our previous episodes and get caught up. There is something for everyone, whether you're a defensive line coach or not. It is the fifth round of the playoffs here in Texas, the state semifinals, so we want to give a big shout out to some coaches who have come on this show whose teams are still in the hunt. First, got a shout out coach from Borner from Duncanville High School, whose Panthers took down a very talented Southlake Carroll team this weekend. And then Coach Sean Wynn from Galena Park North Shore High School as the Mustangs dominated Sita, which means if both of those teams can take care of business this week, then Texas high school football fans will be treated to a rematch of what was an absolute epic battle between the Mustangs and Panthers last season in the state championship game that saw North Shore escape with a victory after a last-second Hail Mary, which was just an instant classic. So I think I speak for everyone except Rockwall and Lake Travis fans. When I say this, but uh, good luck to you guys and, and here's to hoping that both of you advance this weekend because we would all love to see a rematch between your two dominant programs. Also, a big shout out to Coach Jay Jensen of the Katie Taylor Mustangs, who had to be the story of the postseason here in Texas. Mustangs sort of snuck into the playoffs as a four seed, but have managed to make it all the way to the 6A Division II semifinals in an absolute Cinderella run for their program. So, Big ups to Coach Jensen and Katie Taylor, and good luck to them this weekend as they take on Austin Westlake. Also, I want to shout out an out-of-state coach who has his team undefeated and playing for a state championship this Saturday night, and that is my old roommate and previous KYPD guest, Coach Neil Evans, head coach of the Harding Academy Wildcats there in Searcy, Arkansas. Good luck to Coach Evans and the Wildcats as they play for a state championship this weekend in Little Rock. Finally, I also have to recognize our program here at Pleasant Grove as we beat a very talented Gilmer team Friday night to advance to our third straight semifinal game where we'll play undefeated Midland Greenwood, who has been rolling all season and going to be a big challenge for us Friday night and what amounts to an East Texas versus West Texas matchup we're really excited about. Anyway, I'm proud of our guys for showing up and playing probably their best game of the year Friday night, and I am blessed to be game planning one more week. Okay, so let's get to today's guest. I'm excited to welcome Coach Joseph Judy on the podcast today. Coach Judy is currently the defensive line coach and strength and conditioning coordinator at Mesquite High School for the Skeeters, which is arguably the best mascot in the state of Texas. The Skeeters are fresh off an 8-4 and four season, which saw them advance to the second round of the playoffs, which is a big turnaround for a program that went 1-9 and nine just two seasons ago. Prior to arriving at Mesquite, Coach Judy made his first coaching stop at Dallas Molina High School, where he was part of another turnaround there as well, helping take a program that was 0-20 to qualifying for the playoffs two years in a row and finishing the 2017 season with an 8-3 record, the best in school history. Coach Judy played high school ball at North Garland High School and then went on to play D-line at Tyler Junior College before transferring to Texas College to finish out his career. Today we talk about playing multiple fronts within your defensive structure, stopping the run, and Coach Judy, who is a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan, tells us who he thinks should be the boys' next head coach. All of that and a whole lot more on today's episode of KYPD. Coach, as I mentioned in the opener, you're the D-line coach there at Mesquite High School under Coach Fleener. Uh, but let's begin by talking about your background. Fill us in on your uh, your journey through the game of football.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, growing up young, I always watched football, always watched the Cowboys, um, and, and just wanted to find a way to play football. I started playing around fifth, sixth grade, um, you know, played for a couple of Wee teams, and then obviously started playing for uh, my middle school in Garland, Texas, Um Getting to high school, I went to North Garland, uh, where I was a three-year letter. Uh, played D-line, O-line. Um, fortunately, you know, grades and, you know, just being a young kid, grades weren't that great. So I ended up going over to uh, TJC, College Junior College. Uh, went out there and walked on to the football team. Uh, just looking for an opportunity to play football um, and kind of better myself. Uh, ended up transferring to a school out there uh, called Texas College uh where i was uh two year played two years there played defensive end, uh and just you know loved it you know that's i ended up actually earning a scholarship when i got over there you know just that was my dream of you know always wanting you know obviously wanted to go to the NFL but you know always wanting to uh, play college football and you know i kind of i worked my way i've always just been working and worked my way uh to getting on to the team and then Obviously, uh, earned myself uh, to a little bit of a scholarship there. So uh, that's kind of my journey as far as playing. Um, got done playing, uh, graduated uh, college 2016. Uh, actually went to a job fair. You know, I knew I wanted to coach. Is what I went to school for, uh, and was just looking for looking for some type of coaching job. And met met a man by the name of Michael Nutri. He gave me my first opportunity. Um, to coach football over at Molina High School, uh, being the defensive line coach over there. Uh, you know, we, we, we it was his first year there, so they, they hadn't won a game in about two years. Uh, we, we turned the program around, just, you know, set a new standard, um, and, and got after it. You know, same thing type of deal, just worked. You know, we worked hard, we worked tireless hours, but, you know, we worked and we turned that program around, uh, you know, that second year, you know, first year we went to the playoffs, uh, that second year ended up winning eight games and uh, make it through the playoffs again, having the best record in school history. Uh, but, you know, once the guy, done I mean, I loved a lot from those guys, actually. Uh, Brandon Stewart, who is D.C. now at Mesquite High School, um, and also um, Coach Austin Dixon, uh, two great uh, coaches that I've worked under and really taught me a lot uh, as far as the game of football and, 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 you know, just how to be a coach and things of that nature. Uh, but, after my second year over at Molina, uh, Coach Drew gave me a call, told me he had a job opening, Elon job opening over at Mesquite. And, you know, I jumped all over, man. I was really excited. Got over there. Um, you know, we, we started out in a, in a 4-3 defense over there because we had really, really good dudes, man. Uh, they can, they can go get a really good, uh, bookends, two bookends and, uh, two really good interiors. Uh, got over there and turned it around. Uh, I think the year before that, they had only won one game, went one and nine. And uh, we ended up making it to the playoffs that first year there, and I believe going, uh, I think it was about five and five and six, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, this past year, um, we we ended up going uh, nine and three, uh, making it to the second round of the playoffs. So always progressing. But you know, I think one thing that I've always learned is just, you know, if you want to get somewhere, you got to work. If you want to get somewhere, you got to work. So that's kind of my mantra with as far as defensive line play.
0: Yeah, Coach, and, and that's, uh, you know, I want to ask you about those turnarounds because, you know, to be a part of two turnarounds like that at, at this, you know, s- such an early part of your career is really an amazing thing and, and has to be rewarding for you. But I'm curious, uh, what drew you to coaching football in the first place?
1: led me to coaching, I mean, I, I've always loved the game. I've always loved the game. You know, I tell my kids all the time, I don't know what I would be doing if it wasn't for the game of football. I love football. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I would have gone to college because I wanted to play football in college. That's why I went to college, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. sometimes, you know, as a kid, you don't think, hey, I need the degree it's more important, but I, I just wanted to play football. So I think, you know, once I got to college and started trying to work my way into getting onto a team, I, I, I you know, I, I soon realized that there's a lot of guys that are bigger, faster, stronger, and better football players than me, you um, But I want to be around this game. Uh, You know, this is what I love to do. And I I soon soon started realizing, hey, you know, coaching is it for me. That's what I want to do. I want to be a coach because I'm going to always be around uh, the game of football. You know, a couple of my kids asked me just the other day, actually. He said, Coach, you know, do you still get that that, that satisfaction of when you make a play? And I said, you know, what's funny. I never had anybody ask me that. uh, But I told him, I said, look, you know, I don't get that. I don't get to play the game. I'm not on the field. I don't get to make that play. But what gives me that satisfaction of seeing something that I've coached this kid to do, and he makes the play. Yes. You know, And, and yeah. it's, it, it, it's, it's a great feeling. I've coached this kid to do this. He does it. He makes the play. It's a great feeling. So I, I think that's why I've always, you know, I say always, once I got into the college, kind of uh, gravitated towards coaching because, you know, I, I love the game. I love the, the game. game. This is what I love to do.
0: Yeah, Coach. You know, it's it's uh, for those of us, especially those of us who, who played, you know, as, and now now as coaches, it's like we're chasing that feeling that that we used yeah. to get on game day. You know, that we used to get when that's we right. made a play or we were in that position to make a play. And now, you know, it's still there, but it's 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 it it comes through seeing our kids be successful and see them succeed right. and, and take our coaching and and apply it. And so, yeah, that's that's definitely a great point. Um, Yes, so, so looking back on your just your young career so far, what's what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned about being a football coach? Uh,
1: I, you know, I, I think you know, and I learned this, I guess, as, as, you know, as a young man is, you know, always work, always find yourself working, find something to get better at. Um, you know, just like I told you, just trying to find a way to get onto a football team and, and play college football. I had to work, you know, I had to lift, I had to run, I had to work extra hours, find a way to i the next man that, that, that might be in front of me, you know. So um, definitely, you know, that that worker's mentality. Uh, but then part of that as well, just once I got into coaching, you know, some really wise coaches, you know, always taught me, hey, never assume anything. You know, the kids may say they know, the kids may act like they know, but you hammer it, you hammer it, you hammer it, you teach it, you teach it this way, you teach it that way. Show them film. You make them draw it out. You make them walk through it. You know you don't assume. Don't assume. um, And and when you don't assume um, on game day, you see the fruits of your labor. So yeah, exactly.
0: Well, so so let's go back to those two turnarounds that you had uh, there at Molina High School and then now at, at Mesquite. You know, both two different situations, obviously, but both teams that are programs that that were really had fallen on hard times, and you were there to witness a turnaround in both of those programs. So, what was what's what's the key, and what you've seen in your experience? What's 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 something that's key to, to turning a program a program around like that?
1: I, I I think I think the key, honestly, I think the key is the leadership. It, it comes from the top uh, when when the leader expects. Uh, when the leader expects this is the expectation, this is what we're going to do, and it trickles down to the coaches. This is what we expect, this is what uh, we're gonna do, and that trickles down to the kids. And once you set that standard and those kids go through, you know off season and they go through spring and they and they start to buy in, um, it, it's it's to me, from what I've seen with my own eyes, it's it's a winning formula. It it, it it starts from the top. It's the leadership, um, and, and you know the two guys that I've been under, great leaders. They 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 set the standard. They've shown us as coaches, uh, you know what it is uh, and how we're going to get this done. And you know this is the plan and, and things of that nature. And we we're all on one accord. And then we go to the kids. This is the plan. This is you know, and, and and when you have that, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's working towards one goal, and and, and when you have that, man, you have something special. And, and I, that's why I, I've been blessed. I tell I tell you know what's crazy is I'm actually able to work with uh the guy that gave me my first opportunity right now. And, and you know I tell him every now and again, man, I, I appreciate you because I've been around great coaches from the time I've jumped into coaching. Uh, and even in college, but, you know, just as, as far as me really waking up and, and learning football, uh, you know, as being a coach, I've been around really great football coaches. Um, and, and I'm so appreciative of, of learning and, and taking um, small uh, techniques and tad bits from each and every one of them.
0: Well, yeah, and, and, and honestly... You know, you mentioned it there that it comes from the leadership and at the top, and it works its way down, and and so that's really a fortunate thing for you to be a part of that because, kind of like you know. We talk about this with players a lot, that it's a lot about, you know, a player being in the right situation and the right program in, in order that, that that would allow them to succeed. And the same can be said for coaches, you know. You throw mm-hmm. a young coach in a, in a bad situation, you know, under a, a, a bad staff with poor leadership mm-hmm. right off the bat, those guys usually don't last in the profession long. But, you know, for, fortunately for you, you, know, you got put in two different places that were both – uh, difficult situations, but you had the right kind of guys leading, and now you've been able to see, you know, firsthand the benefits and the rewards of, you know, when you have the, that strong leadership in place. What can happen with a program? That's right, yes, sir. Well, let's let's jump into your your defensive front there at Mesquite. You and I uh, are, are similar in the fact that we both coach in schemes that are uh, multiple. Uh, both of us uh, would probably say we're based out of it would. Both of us are, are odd front guys, but also uh, have the ability within our defense to, to be multiple uh, within our fronts. So, talk about what y'all are doing uh, defensively, especially on the front in, in the front end uh, at, there at Mesquite, and what you like about it, and how you feel that that scheme has helped your defense be successful. Well,
1: I think I think starting out, I, I'm, I'm actually I, I'm a I'm a four man guy. I, I love four man front defense, but. Um, you know, one thing I've learned as well under great coaches is it, it, it's not it's not about your scheme necessarily. It's what what kids do you have and what scheme fits them well. You know, I, I heard watching the NFL game the other day, they're talking about Lamar Jackson and how they created an offense for just for him. And, and I, I believe, honestly, that's the way, as coaches, you have to be. This is the type of guys I have. This is what I have. So this is what we are, you know, that first year when I was at Mesquite, we were a four three team uh, because we had two bookends and we had uh, two really good interiors and you know and and, and we were really deep on the d line. so we were fine as far as uh, being in that four uh, three defense. Uh, you know this this year, you know we weren't as deep in the interior. Um, we had more speed than size uh, on the edges so, you know, we said, okay, let's be a, a, a three-four defense with the capability of going to a four-three and 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 using our speed, but then also using um, our 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 physicality and our technique to to be able to be in a four-man front from time to time. Um, you know, just to make offenses stink. Um, so, starting out the year, I, I go back to spring. So actually, in spring, we were you know all the way four-man front. Um, you know, went the whole spring through four man front. And um, early in the year, uh, you know, through summer, you know, you had kids in and out, what have you. Uh, we ended up, you know, being a little bit less deep on the D line. So um, we made, you know, came together as a staff defensively and said, okay, who are we? You know, and started just putting pieces on the board. You know, I think that that's the way it starts. You know, you look at who's my best left. How do we get these guys on the field? What is going to suit these guys? But we went through that, and and, and it ended up being, you know, a three, a three man, uh three four defense. And so, um, you know, first first week of uh, of fall camp, you know, we start teaching it. You know, from the jump, we, you know, ain't no time to play around. It's time to get going. Um, so we got out there and start teaching it. You know, techniques are a little bit different. Um, but you know, some some of the, some, I say the technique alignment and some of the rules are different. Um, but to me, you know, you're still going to use your hands. You're still going to use your leverage. Uh, right. you're still going to use your feet. All of those things, your eyes, you have to be disciplined with your eyes. You know what I mean? Your kid's just a little bit different here and there. Uh, but, um, you know, a lot of those things, you know, we, we changed a little bit, but it wasn't, it wasn't where, you know, it, it was mind blowing to our kids. Uh, yeah. so came out there that first week and, and started teaching it up. And so the first, I say, uh, a couple weeks or so of the year, Two or three weeks of the year, we were uh, out man front, um, and then we started playing with the uh, capabilities of now being a four man front, uh, walking our um, one of our bandit uh, outside backer now uh, being the defensive end or being a defensive end, walk down being a defensive end, you know, and then got to a point where we'll go ahead have them put his hand down in the dirt. Now, you know, it, it, it's all the same. You walk down, you put your hand up, and then day, you're defensive end. But, you know, just just playing with those those different techniques uh, and different aspects of our defense now, you know, it made it a little bit tougher on some of those guys um, because now, you know, instead of uh, capping everything on the edge, now we're spilling it, um, you know, to our health. But, um, you know, it, 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 when you have great coaches like we have on our staff, you know, it, it, and, and we're all workers. We get in there. Hey, this is what we're going to do. And we tell the kids. The kids buy into it, and here we go. Let's go to work. So uh, that's kind of the kind of how we came to, you know, our three-four slash four-three multiple
0: defense. Yeah. Well, when you were making that transition there uh, in, in fall camp, did you keep a lot of your terminology and and you know? uh Pressure terminology and just just all those terminology and rules the same. Did you keep that consistent when you were going uh, back and forth from three four to four three?
1: Uh, I think I think our terminology was we kept it very simple. Definitely starting out, we kept it very simple um, just to help with the transition. But as the as the as the weeks went on, we we we, we allowed ourselves to expand. Obviously, because the kids are starting to pick it up. More and more. Um, But as far as the technique, I mean, uh, so, you know, from time to time we'd be true head up and we would um, uh, slant to where we're going as far as the 54, 45, whatever it may be. Um, You know, from time to time we just line up in it and tell the offense, hey, here's where we are. Move us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and depending on where that kid is lined up, wherever that, you know, if it's a defensive end, um, the nose, shade, or or, or that backside four-eye, you know, their technique changes. But, you know, as far as the noses, they, their technique technically changes, or their key, I say technique, their, their key technically changes, but usually it, it's always, I always told them, your eyes are always to the center. That is going to tell you what he's doing. Um, as far as the ends, you know, I could be a five, I could be a four-eye, um, uh, from time to time we move guys, hey, you're the five this week, you're the four, and then next week we say, Hey, you're left, you're right. You know what I mean? We yeah. just you know, never never allow the of offense to get a beat on who's who and what's what type of deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and so as you're breaking down opponents that week is uh you know, was it their personnel packages or what they like to do offensively, is, is that what determined whether or not y'all are gonna be primarily in a in a three man front or a four man front that week?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think uh, you know me. I'm, I'm I'm big on stopping the run. I don't I don't I don't ever want a team to, to be able to run the ball on us. You know, it, you know I, it's just as it, you stop the run and now make them throw the ball deep. And now let's go have fun and, and pass rush things of that nature. So uh, I think when when we got teams in our, our district was definitely a, a power team. You know counter team um some qb run game type stuff but um uh we we when we when we face teams most of the teams anyway that we played uh, had h-backs so you know kind of with that h-back deal we say okay they're gonna run power they're gonna run counter you know gh they're gonna run um split zone split iso things of that nature so hey you know roll that that that, that banded back or down and now kinda of got a four man front, now you gotta okay, how how am I gonna block this guy? Um, you know, just just changing up that aspect and, you know, it, it, of course starting out, you know, it confuses them but as the game goes on, um, they kinda of pick up on it, but the thing is our kids, they've been taught both ways and they've been taught that at four man front, that banded back or or, or that, that strong side end, what have you, have been taught, hey, you know, I'm I'm spilling. So as the game goes on, you get these. Oh, he, he's in this line. This is what he's, he, he's leaning. Okay, this guard is, is sitting back, so I know he's pulling. Like, just all those deals. But yeah, definitely, definitely, like when we saw teams that were big time runs, big time power, you know, H-back, tight yeah. end, you know, uh, it, it definitely changes yeah. the aspect of the guard because you want to be an odd man a little
0: bit for sure. Talk about the importance of you know you are talking about playing your your bandit backer and moving him down and, and putting him on 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 a of scrimmage and and playing defensive end you know what if I'm a coach and I'm I'm evaluating my uh, my personnel this offseason, you know how do I know I have that guy like who who what what should that guy be what does he need to be able to do does he have to be a D one guy you know what do I what am I looking for when I'm trying to identify that guy in my program who can play outside backer slash defensive end.
1: I I think I think definitely you. I mean I think he's got to be a dude. Uh, I think definitely you know when you're when you're in the odd man front, you got to be strong on the edges. You got to be strong on the edges, and so he's got to be a guy that's rangy, that can run, um, that that ain't afraid to run through the wall. You know if if he's getting uh, you know a receiver trying to crack down on him, he's going to get vertical and and set that edge. uh, You know, but. Um, he's got to be good with his eyes, and he's got to be a decent athlete. Um, He's got to see what's going on. He's got to have his eyes in the right spot. Um, And and like we talk about as far as him rolling down, um, if he's good with his eyes and he ain't scared to run through a wall, and when he's in that two-point stance and he sees that H-back on his side, you know, we always talk to those guys early on, hey, okay, H-back's on your side. What are you thinking? Okay, I'm thinking power, coach. I'm thinking this. Um, You know, H-back's away from you. What do you think? Okay, I'm thinking... Uh, split ISO. I'm thinking GH. I'm thinking something else coming back to me. Um, you know if they expect to me. I'm thinking stretch. You know, just depending on what they run right. um, throughout the year as we game plan and things of that nature. But talking them through those things. Uh, but he's got to he's got to be a guy that that is disciplined as far as his eyes, um, but then also is physical to step in there and to get underneath uh, if he's if he's in that 4 to get underneath that HVAC, um, and get vertical. Uh, we, we say spill or, uh, or, or, or uh, uh, ding the, ding the HVAC, um, get underneath and, and, get vertical. Uh, you know, and, and if he's out there as a, as a bandy wearing our odd band there, um, he, he's got to be able to see what's going on and set that edge and force everything to go back inside to his head.
0: You mentioned earlier that you, that you're a, a you know big uh, run stop guy, which which I think that if you're a D line coach, you have to be. You know those D line coaches right. who are all about you know uh, pass rushing first and that kind of stuff. You know that's that stuff looks good on uh, on on social media, but you know the that's the right. game of football, uh, especially defensive football, is you know, you're you're not going to be successful unless you stop the run. So. Uh, talk about um, you know how you coach your guys up to play the run, whether whether you're going to be an odd front, even front, just some universal skills and, and some fundamentals that you that you teach to help develop uh, guys who can who who are good at stopping the run. Uh, I, so starting out, I always talk about eyes. Who's your key?
1: You know, if I'm in this alignment, this is my key. Um, my eyes have to be here. Um, you know, starting out, I think it always starts with your stance. Um, and, and when you're in that stance where your eyes are. I, I teach my guys my eyes are on my keys near uh, my, my keys near knee. Uh, but at the corner of my eye, I'm also looking at the ball. So I'm looking at that knee, but in my peripheral, I'm seeing the ball as well. So I got kind of two chunks as far as any type of movement and I'm going. Um, and so um, getting out of my stance there. once I get I have my eyes in that near knee, uh, once I take my first step, I see movement. And I'm getting vertical right now. I'm getting to my key. My eyes now raised from the near knee, and I teach my guys now. So just coming out of your stance, when you're coming out of your stance, your eyes are coming out out the three point stance. Your your eyes are going to raise, and now it's going to be on uh, the view of that neck. So I'm going to now get my eyes to view that neck, and I'm attacking that shoulder. Um, from that point, we start talking about. Um, the different rules as far as um, what your key is telling you. So, you know, uh, and I teach this from day one, uh, you know, face block. You know, he's coming to me. I, he's coming to me. He's giving me pressure right now. I'm squeezing it back. Um, he's trying to cross my face. I'm punching, uh, extending, and getting in my gap, getting to the next hit. Um, he's high hat, pass it. I'm working vertically to a dot, working my hands, getting past him. Um, um uh, I'm I'm getting uh, pulled away. Right? I always say you got you got pulled away. Something's coming back. Something's always coming back unless they read. You. Okay, and regardless if if something leave, if, if if I'm getting pulled away, something's leaving me. I take my eyes to where that pool is going. If something's coming to me, I face that and I get my eyes in my gap. I make sure. I make sure quarterback's not keeping it, whether it's a zone-read type deal. If he does, I step in my gap and I meet him in the gap. Um, 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 if I'm getting pulled away or down block away, talking about in, or, or even in the interiors, I'm getting pulled away or down block away and nothing's coming to me, squeeze, 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 um, looking for pullers, no pullers, find out what's going on. Read that read that fact of the motion. They're reading me somehow, way. Go so attack whatever... It is, we talked about that week, whether it's, um, hey, you got the running back this week because he's the guy and we want to make that quarterback run, or, hey, quarterbacks do. We want to stop that quarterback. So, hey, if you, you, they're even you, you're going to hit that quarterback. You're going to squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. No pullers, hit that quarterback, and then uh, backside will flow, linebackers will flow um, to to the running back. You know, things like that is, is what I teach. You know, I tell those kids all the time, and, and I think I've been pretty successful with it as far as, teaching those keys and, and when they get in the game, your rules never lie to you. I tell them that all the time. Your rules will never lie to you. Yep. If you have your eyes in the right spot, if you come off the ball, you play with great leverage, you punch and extend, once you get your eyes in the right spot, your rules will never lie to you. Yep. Um and, and it doesn't matter what the offensive line does, your rules are always going to be right. Um and and you know, something, especially with young guys, it takes, you know, uh, it takes a little bit, you know, it takes a couple weeks or so uh, for them to understand and get disciplined with their eyes. But once they do, you 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 can see it, the game slows down for them. You see the game slows down for them. So um, it's, it's kind of what I teach, just, um, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm big on uh, block recognition. Um, you know, everyday drills, we, we always uh, do block rec, you know, whether that's, uh, five, ten minutes, uh, we, we do block wreck we talk about where my eyes are and this is what's happening and this is what he's going to get. We find a way to get, and, and this is just the D line by themselves. We, we get some type of block recognition, um, to make sure we're all on one accord and, and the keys never change, but we want to make sure we're clear on block recognition. Um, um, one thing I, you know, pretty much every single day, when we come out on the field, first thing we do, we get on the sled. And, and we're working six-point coming out of my hips. Uh, we're working two-step punch and extend. Uh, we're working punch, peak, shed, get my eyes in the gap, shed, and make a tackle. Um, we work on coming off the ball and being physical and winning at the point of attack. Um, and, you know, us being this past year, we, we were small. But for a small group, we were physical. Um, and, and, you know, I tell them all the time, shit is Monday, you know, and, and, and we, it's time to get on that sled, you know, and, and they, they started buying into it. They they loved it, you know, getting on that sled and, and punching it around and running their feet and being physical and shit, and, and, and they bought into that. So um, I, that's just some of the things that I teach, and, and I think it's really worked for me um, as far as, you know, just stopping and run, those 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 things.
0: Yeah, Coach, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, you talked about eyes, and, and to me – you know, eye discipline is one of the uh, the biggest things that that we as as coaches can teach uh, our defensive linemen because every young defensive lineman you get, you know, from day one, what do they want to do? They want to run upfield and go go chase the football, right? They run around That's stuff, right. and and so the whole right. time is just teaching them now to scale that back and. And like you said, read their keys because those things never lie to them. And if they'll do that, right. you know, like how you said, the game really slows down. And I think as you see kids go from their freshman, sophomore, usually it's around their junior year when, when things really – the game really does start to slow down. And then they can start, you know, doing some things like stemming or they can just do some different things within the game to help them be successful That's because right. they're reading their thing. keys and it's not, you know, it's not just a uh, uh, mass chaos form anymore. And, that's, and right. that's that's when it really gets fun with those guys because now they're coming off the field telling you what's happening and and you know they're they're exactly. able to, you're, you're able to get their input on you know how you know what they're seeing so um, exactly. I, I, and then so I many pro- go ahead coach yeah
1: I think I think I think that's definitely part of you know definitely when they would come to the sideline um, you know I would always talk to them hey okay what what happened here what well, coach this 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 okay what did your key do oh well he did this okay so what did you do. Oh, well, he left, and so something came to me. So I – exactly, perfect, good. So that means that this is what was ran. This is what's happening. Yeah. When that quarterback keeps it, that's going to be – you know, and just yeah. talking them through that and keeping them engaged um, as far as understanding, hey, this is what they're trying to do to us. But, you know, I think that's that's a big part of it is when they have those keys, you know, I, I, you know when they first come in, they, they talk, hey, Coach, I – uh, you know, I want to. I, I want to I wanna get to the court. I want to get her and say something, but it, it's not football terminology. And I say, no, 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 no. Talk to me in football. You're gonna talk like me. You're gonna tell me yeah. I got a base block, coach. My technique did this. My pressure did this. You're gonna talk to me football. You're not gonna, you know. And I make them do that. And and once once they do that, and you get them in the game, and okay, what is, what is this? And they can talk to you. In that now we're all on one accord. You know, we yeah. talked about it from the jump. We're all on one accord and now we're being
0: successful. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, you know, Coach, I just want to make plays,
1: you know. Yeah, and yeah, uh, no, no, no. What did your key tell you? Yeah. I'm not worried about you making a play. This is yeah. for the team. What did your key tell you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, I think a lot of issues, a lot of problems that we have with, with our guys, D-Lyman. Can a lot of times be traced back to eye discipline? You know, watching film with my mm-hmm. guys, you know, pad level because they're looking in the backfield, so they raise their pads, mm-hmm. right? Or, mm-hmm. or they, they get kicked out, or, um, you know, all sorts of things can be attributed to eye discipline. So that's definitely get something that. that that if you're if you're not coaching that, that's got to be a big point of, of emphasis, and that's something that that you can you know you can teach that throughout the year, throughout the off season. You know, make sure you're hitting hitting eye discipline with with uh, different stuff that you can do, you know, without, without pads on, obviously. So uh, you mentioned, right. a, you yes, mentioned a few drills. You mentioned the sled. I love the sled. love starting out in six-point and, and progressing, kind of like what you were talking about. What are some other mm-hmm. drills that you like to use uh, to, to help teach those uh, run game fundamentals? Uh, we, we, like I said, we'll
1: get together and we'll run, um, get on the sled, things of that nature, but we'll also do uh, pods. Uh, and, and it's actually with something new to me. When I got to Mesquite, but you know, I've kind of taken it on as my own, and I love it. Uh, I told I told one of them, one of my players, I said, I, I'll never go anywhere and not do pods anymore. But it's pretty much just two offensive linemen, one defensive lineman, and here's your key, Read your key and attack, and and they could give you an a range of blocks. You, you know, you can get zone, you can get zone two years zone away from you, you can get pin and pull, um, you can get pass, it, it, you can get anything. Um, but I think it, it turns into a little bit of a O line versus D line competition, and, and sometimes it gets nasty. nasty it gets nasty. Um, I think one thing I, I failed to mention, I haven't mentioned it yet, but you can even uh, double team, and I think that's really great for the interiors spots and going against that O line because you, you never get a, a, a better look than going against the O line, uh, especially the one O line, um, and, and, and doing a double team type deal, um, uh, and you know the linemen they don't they don't sometimes realize it and coach i'm going it's two against one yeah win attack the key. Go win you know go make it happen and and eventually they start okay they, they start getting into a little competition and start talking trash and, and before you know it everybody's over there fired up and so uh they love it a couple other things we do uh, we get under uh a shoe um and work pad level coming off the ball pad level punching the bag um, you know, punch peak shed, doing that on disc legs but just working pad level leverage, uh, uh, low to high hands, um, and still think, same thing, still working our uh, eye discipline. You know, my eyes are right here. I punch, two steps, from my feet, get my eyes in my gap shed, get to that heel line, um, and then find out what's going on there. But um, those are just a couple of things that we work, um, but we're, we're really big on block rig um, and, and, and working hands and eye discipline.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned, um, you know, those two things right there, uh, hand and eye discipline and pad level. All those things are are skills that if you stop doing them, then then that's going to show up. You know, it's 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 like that's if right. if you don't use it, you lose it. I mean, if you're not hitting that's those right. things every every week then it's going to show up on film um, you know that's happened with that's me before true. you kind of think you can get away from that stuff okay we should know how to you know play with great pad level now no. we shouldn't but but no. you you get away from that and you start doing some other stuff then then you start sure. regressing and you see those problems crop up so that's definitely something you got to be hitting every week those skills it's, right there it's a,
1: it's an everyday it's an everyday deal it's an every week deal you got to you got to do it you got to do it stop the run you got to you got to invest in it
0: you, uh, you've mentioned some offensive run schemes, you know, whether it be, um, you know, split zone or, or, you know, counters, GH counters and uh, ISOs and things like that. Uh, being in the Metroplex there, like you are, uh, what are some offensive run schemes that you feel or that, that that you see, you guys see a lot that that can present some issues for defenses that y'all have to have a plan for.
1: Uh-huh know you know, you know i'm'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit uh, cocky in the sense of always saying hey at the end of the day my rules never lie to me you know so yeah. you know I want to say none of them present a problem my rules never lie to me but you know uh you know I think I think one that one or I say one but I think offensives have progressed in the sense of they make it really difficult um on defensive ends where all the um, you know, jet motion, zone away, uh, wrong way zone, type type deals. Um, you know, I think those are those are uh, they're, they're difficult. Um, but once again, you know, like I always go back to it. If if you read your key, your rules never lie to you. You'll never be wrong if you read your keys. Um, but we we you know, especially when we deal with a team um, that does those things, a lot of misdirection, um, uh, jet away, counterback, um, you know, you just you just you you, you you kinda reinforce uh the discipline as far as your edge guys. hey, you know, I gotta squeeze, I gotta be square, I gotta make sure my eyes are down the heel line looking for pullers, you know. Uh, if nothing's coming to me I gotta get my eyes up and realize I'm being red right now. Okay, who do I have? We talked about it all week. I got running back, I got quarterback, right? Um, and just talking talking all the way uh through that and working all the way through that, but you know, just I think when, when we see, you know, as far as us, when we face teams like that, we, we reinforce those rules, um, that we, that we established from the beginning. We, we reinforce those rules and, and, and go over it and make sure we're all on the same page because I think that's one of the, the most difficult things. A lot of the, you know, the misdirection, eye candy is what, you know, I call it, you know, eye candy. Don't be fooled. Your eyes on your key don't worry about the jet motion don't worry about this don't worry about that read your key have your eyes where they're supposed to be yeah um but i think that that is one of the things that you know offenses have done a, a really good job of of you know progressing and doing that but like i said your rules never lie to you you know <laughs> your rules never lie to you so if, if you read your key you'll be fine That's yeah what i tell my kids all the time you read your keys you'll be fine
0: yeah, until they do stuff like you know annoying stuff like false key and they you know influence trap and stuff like that. But, That's right. But even yeah. then, even then, you see that on film. You get that coached up, and and you have them knowing you know what they need to do when that happens, and, and they should be okay exactly. on that also. But exactly uh, when you're when you're watching film on an opposing offensive line and you're you're breaking those guys down, you know what are some things you're looking at and, and things you're watching that that you can then turn around and pass on to your your defensive line guys.
1: I think um, definitely one of the first things I do is, um, you know, I kind of go through it and, and say, okay, who's the best O-lineman? You know, who's who's the guy? Um, I, I want to I find out who's the guy. And then, you know, I say, okay, this is their guy, um, whether they move him or what have you. Okay, now who's – where's the weekly? Where's the guy that doesn't want to move his feet? Where's the guy that um, – uh, uh, you know, it's not very strong or light and loafers. You know, I, I want to find that guy, okay. Um, and then, and then from there, uh, you say, okay, what's the snap key? Um, you know, is 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 the standard looking back, and then or the guard looking back, and then raising up, and then a second later they're snapping the ball. Um, looking at those deals, and then from there, um, I always, I always, and it seems like you don't see it all the time, but every now and again. get in an alignment because he's got to go somewhere. He's got to pull, um, but you can see, hey, light, light, light. he He's he's sitting back. He's leaned back. He's he's almost back there with the quarterback and the running back. You know what I mean? Hey, he's pulling. You know, and, you know. I, as I go through film with my kids, I, I I talk all these things through. Hey, you know, and that's really on a day one, really on you know Monday when I see him first day. Hey, here we go. Here's the game plan. All right, here we go. Let's watch the film. Look at this right here. This guy's going to tell you. All right, this guy right here is good. Here's a snap key right here. Um, um, and this guard, he's light. He's heavy. All right, what's going to happen right here? All right, H-back. H-back is uh, away from this guard, and this guard is leaning back, sitting back almost in the backfield. What's about to happen? Yeah. And, and and I start that from day one, and I make those kids answer that question. And and before you know it, it's, it's, it becomes easy for them. They, oh, that's power coach oh here we go that's that's gh coach they're on the same side and he's sitting back that's gh coach um you know but they they start getting to a point where they can see it oh that's past coach they're all sitting back on the heels um and and i think those 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 mental keys you know starting it from that first day of practice they carry on throughout the week um just talking it all the way through you don't necessarily see it in the, in the look that you're getting you know you're not going to Necessarily get a scout look at that guard, that guard is going to sit back, but we still it. We still talk about it. Hey, here we go. He might be back. Hey, light, light, light. Here we go, coach. Light, light, light. Hey, his powers is Jake. Whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and then when you get to the game, um, it, it, you know you're not on. You're not on the field. You're not able to.
0: That's, you know, kind of what you're talking about there is is really an important uh, thing that we can teach our own guys is how to watch film. You know, when I was playing, right. I didn't always know how to watch. Film. I, I would get it, but I, I really just would find myself just kind of watching the game. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I think if we can get our guys, hey, you watch that guard, or you watch that that left tackle that you're going to be lined up on, or whatever and, and mm-hmm. you, you you know you hey you tell me how, how you want to how you're gonna how you're gonna attack that guy whether it be in the run game or how, how you know what kind of pass setter is he and and yeah. I think you know you already like like as you mentioned you kind of give them some things to look at you know does he set light does he you mm-hmm. know does he lunge does he have any tells mm-hmm. you know pre-snap mm-hmm. as to what he's gonna be doing and now, now when those guys go watch film, they know what to watch. They're not watching the whole play. They're not watching, exactly. you know, anything. They're, they're watching their guy. And a lot of times they pick up on stuff that we don't necessarily see because we got a lot of stuff we're looking at. And so then they right. can come and say, hey, coach, you know, this guy's doing this or, or you know, he does this on this certain type of play. And now they have ownership mm-hmm. in it. And then, uh, then it's really exciting for them on Friday night when they see that tendency play out and, and they're able That's to right. be successful because of it. Yes, sir. Uh, so when you're, let's, let's talk more about the offensive line. When you're watching an offensive line, you know, what is it that they – if you're watching them on film, what is it – what's something that they might do that makes you think, man, this, this is going to be tough. You know, this is going to be a tough night for us or this is going to be difficult for us because of some things that they're doing.
1: Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of touched on it. I think false keying just because of how I teach, I think false keying. Can be difficult, uh, but you know when when you see that on film or when you see that in a game, you know, hey coach, he did this, but then this happened, okay? And you kind of walk through it all with them, okay? They're false keying you, so they're showing you this, but then they're giving you something else, okay? So now you got to understand that's what's happening. So you're gonna you're not gonna change your technique. You're still gonna play this football, but now when 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 he does change and he's false keying you, now you got to read and react. Now you got to change. What you're doing, you got to understand that's what's happening. He, I said you, um, um, but it's it's a run play. He's trying to get you to run up field. Well, that's fine. But now, am I running to the ball? Am I going to try to get to the ball? Am I am I if I, am I giving great effort at that point? But I think that that's one of the things that, that can be difficult. But you know, at the end of the day, we don't change our technique. We're not going to ever change our technique because we're getting false key. Um I think uh, you know. I, I think another – you could say, you know, you have you have good D-line – or I say D line excuse me, O-linemen that are, that are good at double teams. Um, you know, still, as far as our technique, you know, I talked to those interiors about on a double team, you know, uh, I got to win. I got to win on the one-on-one. So I'm attacking my key. I feel pressure. I'm going to uh, throw my hip in that gap and, and anchor down. Uh, I'm going to throw my hip in that gap and then step back through and get vertical um, and split that double team right there. Uh, whichever way I, 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 I want to do it, I kind of give those guys leeway on that. Um, you can anchor it or you can split it. If you can split it, then you split it. If you can't split it, then you better anchor down and not get moved. But um, you know, as, as teams have gotten better at different techniques, O uh, lines as far as how to run a double team, I've seen some some good stuff. Longview uh, does uh, some really good things, um, but you know, it it, I, it always comes back down to you know. Uh, wear my eyes, play your technique, and if you follow your techniques and your rules, you'll never be wrong. you yeah. follow your techniques and your rules and play with great pad level. You're
0: wrong. Well, talk about your guys a little bit. Uh, again, you had a, had a great year w- w- finished in the season with nine wins. What's, yes, a, what's a skill or aspect uh, you know of D-line play that you felt like your guys did a really good job of this past season?
1: Going back to it, uh, we, we were really athletic. We were very athletic. Um, you know, I had a, a, a really good uh, young sophomore, um, really, really wise. Uh, he, we had him kind of as the nose. Um, and then we had two uh, really athletic senior D.N. Um, and, and we played games. Like I said, we would line up, head up, and, and move around and, and flint this way. And now I'm the five, now I'm the four. Um, and, and, and you know, slant the other way or we'd line up in it and now I'm reading this guy right here and I'm playing this um, and now I'm the poor eye and now, you know, I'm possibly getting a double team here or if it's passed, um, might be getting flied away, you know, what have you. But we're really athletic and so uh, we chose to be, you know, a really uh, movement heavy up front, at least starting out. Just to kind of you know be athletes and, and and move around, I think it served us well uh, because of just who we were uh, this past year, um, and I think those kids just you know bought into. It. I think that's one thing that I've been really successful. You know, you, you know, every kid wants to pass, first. every big kid wants to go get sacks and hit the quarterback. Well, that's all, great and Danny, but you got to earn that. You got to earn you know getting sacks. You got to earn that by stopping the run. Um, and so um, you know, I think. Teaching those kids the aspect of uh, stopping the run, and this is this is um, how uh, offensive lines are going to try to attack you when you're on the odd man front. Whether it's the the post schemes or the arc schemes, or you know just running inside zone or what have you, but um, this is how teams are going to try to attack you, and and how are you going to. Um, um, Win in in these situations, um, and I think that's one thing I've been really good at, is just teaching those guys, uh, you know, how to stop the run and how to be physical and 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 buy into stopping the run and, and loving that part of the game. Uh, I think that's one thing I've really been, uh, and I think my kids have love doing this, you know, getting after it, playing physical and stopping the run.
0: Well, coach, all those things you're talking about, um, you know, are really uh, simple things, but Sometimes they're the things that get overlooked, right? Like they're so. Right. Sometimes they're so simple that they get neglected because they get lost in, you know, us. We, we 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 try to throw other stuff on, or we put other stuff on our guys that we think is really important, and, and really it's not. That it comes down to those things as you just talked about: being physical, play, you know, reading right. reading keys, understanding blocks. And if if that's all we do every week with our guys, they're going to be in great shape. You know, of course, right. of course, we want to teach them these all these these you know really uh, sexy pass rush moves and these exotic line That's movements right. and stunts and all that right. kind of stuff. That's all good, but if we can right. teach those guys to do what you're talking about, then mm-hmm. then we're going to be in really great shape, and the guys behind us are going to like us. The linebackers are going to are going to are going to right. uh, appreciate us because we're keeping those guys clean, and uh, and 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 then we're stopping the run, and we're earning the right to rush the passer. Uh, because right. we're putting those that, that offense, you know, behind the chains and, and getting them off schedule. So, uh, really yes, great sir. stuff, and especially for a, for a young coach to understand that. Uh, again, sometimes it can be easy for young coaches to get caught up in doing all these other things and forgetting that that it's all about playing with great fundamentals. That's
1: right, yes, sir. Definitely, you know, talk about earning the right, and, and I we 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 focus on run. We focus on run, but. I always designate, you know, in in the practice time, I always designate, you know, fifteen, you know, fifteen minutes or so, um, just on individual pass. Um, you know, whether it's uh the hoops, whether it's the, the, the pass rush gauntlet, um, whether it's just working hands and working my different pass rush moves, um, you know, those things. But, you know, I I start my practice and we set the tone every single day, uh we stop to run. That's that's our mantra we stop the run we earn the right Um, and towards the middle to end of practice that's where we okay or I say towards the end of practice but middle to end of our individual time uh, or our time away from all the team settings and things of that nature now that's where we, we okay here we go
0: It's like eating dessert, man. You can't eat dessert that's before right. you eat your dinner. That's, you know? That's right. <laughs> and uh too many times that's what we want to do as coaches and as players is they, is they want to have dessert first and that's not how it works. You got to you got to stop the run and and uh it, yeah to, to to reiterate what you said, not like rushing the passer is is not important because of course it is i mean it, it, everybody knows that especially with you know with teams chunking around the field so much nowadays i mean you got to be able to do that but uh, again yes, sir. uh i think it's i think it's i think you're you're correct in saying you know starting with those guys defeating the run and being good at that and then you can graduate on and and uh and earn the right to rush the passer well let's um yes, let's 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 close out our episode with some. Uh, first of all, here's a question that I that that I asked all last off season, and now as we get ready to head into that portion of of the year, uh, I, I want to ask it again. And then we got a couple hot take uh, football questions. i we'll close the show out with. Uh, but first yes, of all, what's what's a, what's one area where you want to grow as a coach this off season?
1: Uh, I think. I think. Really like to get in front of uh, you know some some other coaches, be coordinators um, from different schools, things of that nature, and just learn some of the techniques that they teach and some of the um, tools that they use um, um, to help their D line uh, play better as far as runs, as far as the pass, um, or, you know, even even as far as in the weight room, how how do you build?
0: And I think the important part of what you said there is is just your your willingness to do that because you know it's easy to get kind of caught up in, in what we're doing and this is what I'm comfortable with and the difficult thing is is to get out of your comfort zone and go and and learn some things and 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 sometimes figure out that hey I've been teaching that wrong or I've been coaching that wrong or there's a better way to be to coach what I've been coaching so that's that's awesome and it's definitely something You're we fair. all as, as coaches should be looking to do as we head into the off-season. OK, so uh, a college football uh, a question for you. So um, as of this recording, we're, 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 uh, we're, we're waiting on the results of the conference championship games. So uh, we, don't, we don't have that insight yet of who's, who's going to win those games. But um, right now, as it stands right now, who do you think is going to win the college football playoff, the national championship, uh, in January?
1: Um, i'm I'm taking a huge flyer right here,, uh, but I would love to see um Baylor with that. you know, now they're playing some really good defense. I would love to see them um you know, go out there and kind of shock the world and find a way in and and win the whole thing. I think that'd be a really um, awesome deal for that program.
0: yeah, that that would definitely be qualify as shocking the world because there's a lot that's gotta happen gotta have to happen. Between now right. and then for them to get in. First of all, they gotta beat Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship yeah. and then some other things gotta fall their way as well. But but um you know, I think there will be a lot of people who would who would like to see that as well. So yes, okay, sir. here you go. That's a that's a hot take there. All right. Mm-hmm. Last question, we'll get you out here on this one. We mentioned uh before before we uh started recording this, we're both Cowboys fans. So um yes, who should the uh who should the Cowboys tab as their next coach in twenty twenty?
1: Uh, I, I think I think uh, they got him in in the program right now. Their defensive back slash uh, pass coordinator, uh, Chris Richard, I think he'd be a, a good candidate to step in. I think those guys really uh, buy into his message and uh, what he's about. Um, and I think having a defensive-minded coach will be would be pretty good for the Cowboys um, and, and moving forward. That's if Jason Garrett's not there. You know. Uh, I'm I'm not for him just necessarily getting fired, but they got it from there. Uh, I hate to see them like they are right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he hasn't been fired yet, and actually, while we're recording this, they're playing the, the Bears right now, but um, That's right. yeah, it's, I, I definitely think it's time for a shakeup there in That's Dallas, right. and uh, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, Coach, thanks yes, so sir. much. It was a, an absolute pleasure to have you on, and, and really just thank you so much for, for coming on and, and talking with us today.
1: Yes, sir. No doubt. I appreciate you, man. This is a great opportunity. I appreciate
0: it. Thanks so much again to Coach Judy for sharing with us today. He is an outstanding young coach with a bright future ahead of him. So I know his guys are in good hands over there at Mesquite. You can follow Coach Judy on Twitter at josephjudy5372 or shoot him an email at josephjudy at gmail.com. By the way, all of his contact information can also be found in the show notes of this episode. Our quote of the day is from Hall of Fame linebacker Ray Lewis, and it is, If tomorrow wasn't promised, what would you give today? And that'll do it for us today and really the rest of 2019. Uh, But Before we close, I want to thank all of our listeners who tune in each week and check us out. When I started this podcast almost a year ago, I had no idea how it would go and if this thing would even ever get off the ground, much less last 40 episodes. So thank you for listening. Hope that you find the content on this podcast beneficial for you, and I'm looking forward to what's in store for this show in 2020 and bringing you great guests and content with the goal of helping you grow as a coach and a person. So anyway, coaches, have a great week. Merry Christmas. Have a happy new year. May your stockings be full, your house empty of uninvited family members, and of course, may your pads always be down.